0: Talking with Topher is sponsored by New Hampshire Vape Gallery, NaturalBossNH.com, and Clothing.bigcartel.com. More on that later. Let's get into episode 62. What is happening, TWT fans? I am so glad to be back. It is Monday, June 7th, 2021, it's 92 degrees outside, it's a scorcher, but I am just loving this weather, I love getting outside in the sun, I hope everybody out there is enjoying their Thursday morning, yes, I do recognize that it is going to be Thursday when you see this, and we're supposed to have a beautiful week, so you should be having a great start to your day as well, I think it's going to be around 82, but... We shall see what happens. Um, I want to thank everybody for subscribing, watching, liking, sharing. All of those things are important. They help the podcast grow and keep me coming back week after week. So I want to thank you uh, for doing that for me. And if you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. Hit those like buttons. Set those alarms so you know when all the new podcasts upload. It's every Thursday. Haven't missed one yet. Um, so I'm not going to start letting you down now and, uh, yeah, share rate and review all of those things, help the podcast grow. And, uh, I appreciate everybody who already does. If you want to get involved with the podcast, all right, I have an official email. It is T a L K I N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talking with Topher, at gmail.com. Whatever you want to talk about, put it in that subject line. We'll get that started. It's going to be a great segment once it gets off the ground, but I need your participation to do it. So if you want to get involved with the podcast, put what you want to talk about in the subject line. We'll get that started. Send it on over to T-A-L-K-I-N Wittofer at gmail.com. Again, that is T-A-L-K-I-N at gmail at gmail.com. You can also follow me on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go there, follow. Um, there's extra content going on throughout the week. And um, again, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. All right, now with all of that out of the way, let's get into today's get into today's episode. Um, let's see. First, I want to talk about the weekend. I hope everybody had a great one. Um, it was real hot out there, um, but it was so enjoyable. You know, the night ride was great going home from work. Um, and the, I just love this weather. I, I just love it. Even when it's super, super hot outside like this, it's it's enjoyable. We wait so long for this to happen and it's just no, so nice when it is here. Um, even sometimes being unbearable, but I mean, it's it's it is what it is. It's a it's a beautiful thing, and we get to see all four seasons. And you know, fall is usually my favorite because the sweatshirts come back out and everything like that. But I mean, you can't beat summer. You just can't. It it's not even summer yet. It'll be summer June twentieth, but. You know, the unofficial start was Memorial Day, so uh, it's just really enjoyable, but it's a scorcher out there, and because of that, you're going to want to stay hydrated, all right? I don't really have any current events today. I'm going to just go over whatever I, uh, I'm going to go over what was going on with me all weekend. I want to, you know, ask how everybody's doing out there, but uh, no current events today, um, but I do want to send a message to everybody out there, uh, to hydrate. All right. It's getting hot outside, um, and staying hydrated is super important. Um, dehydration is very serious and, um, you know, we haven't heard of anybody dying from it just yet, but it happens every summer, every summer people die of dehydration and, um, I don't know. I, I don't want anybody to die because they didn't drink enough liquids. You know, get the water, drink it. If you're going to be outside in the sun, just take a break from the alcohol. Take a break from the soda. Take a break from that stuff. Get yourself at least 20 to 40 ounces of water in your system and stay hydrated. It's going to be very important. Um, the other message is I can't believe how many people have drowned in the last three days. I know four people doesn't sound like a lot of people because of how many people there are on the planet and in the United States, but just in our area, I think there was a couple in Mass and a, and a couple in uh, New Hampshire. I could be wrong about that, but there was like four people that drowned over the course of like three days. You know, one, one teenager was drowning, um, an officer jumped in, tried to save him, And they both ended up drowning. I don't know exactly the details of what happened. But, you know, it's very sad that they both drowned. You know, it's supposed to be a beautiful day. You're supposed to be having fun. And uh, it turns into a nightmare and then a tragedy. So it was just really sad to see. And then uh, another uh, kid uh, drowned, I think, at a pool. So the message is, is just to be careful out there. Keep your eyes open. You know, look out for other people. Um, obviously, the teenager, um, somebody was looking out, but it was all—it uh, might have been too late. Maybe there was an undertow. Like I said, I didn't look into any of these. Um, but I just, I want people to be cautious. Even though we're supposed to be having fun and enjoying this, you know, you don't want to, you know, it's a sad, every, any time of the year is a sad time to pass. But, I mean... When you're out there and you're swimming and enjoying the sun and, you know, uh, you don't want to get dehydrated and you don't want to drown. So just use caution and keep your eyes open for other people is basically all I had to say about that. I just thought that was important to um, get out there right up front. Uh, But let's see. my uh, uh, My weekend was not so bad. Not so bad. Obviously, worked all day Saturday uh, worked all day, Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday I have off amazing, hot, beautiful day, right? It got up to like 92 yesterday. Maybe it was a little bit hotter. I, I I stopped paying attention once I saw 92, 93 on the, um, thermometer. So I was like, all right. Uh, you know, we, I had to clean up after those trees. That was, that was the big thing. So I rearranged my Sunday so that I could have the tree guys come. Because I finally got a hold of a company that would come and look at the trees. I had a bunch of people tell me that they don't work in this area. I had some other people tell me if there's a crane involved, they couldn't uh, do anything. And then uh, this one said, I will see you Sunday uh, at 8.30 in the morning. Now... I'm not going to mention the company. I'm not going to mention anything. I'm just going to tell you what happened. So, I am waiting Sunday morning. It's now 808 in the morning and we made these agreements to for him to come over and look at the trees on Thursday. 808 happens and I get a text message saying that the I'm not coming. Um I may I, I got to go to the beach. It was something like that. It was very vague. I could read the actual text message, but it's not important. What's important is is that we made the plans on Thursday. It's eight zero eight on Sunday. It's supposed to be there at eight thirty. and now I'm getting a text message saying that can't make it till later this afternoon uh, going to the beach this morning. Well, I will tell you I was not a very happy person because I rearranged my entire morning. So that I could be there um, for him to show up to look at the trees. And then I have to go grocery shopping and then come home. And now I have to rake, uh, mow, and, and, and clean up the yard. Because one of the trees is done. The other one is starting to bloom its helicopters. So I'll be back at it again in like a week. But, anyways, that's the plan to get things done. And now this guy is telling me he can't make it till this afternoon. So I get a little upset, kind of angry, no yelling, no screaming, keeping my composure. I text him. Um, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to read the text message because it's so much easier. So uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yep um let's see we will stop by we're on our way home from the lake yeah when there yeah that's what it was it was when i get home from being at the lake i will see you um i said what time um i say can i please have a time you're going to arrive i rearranged my entire morning now you're canceling on me um, in a sense. And I'm very upset right now. That's what I sent him. And I felt that that was fair. Um, you know, under 22 minutes of a warning or notification that you're not showing up is really, really rude. You know, could have contacted me on Saturday and been like, Hey, um, things have changed, but I'll see you Sunday afternoon. I would have said, fine. That would have been great, actually, because the yard would have been clean. Everything else would have been done, and that wouldn't have been a big deal. But the time, giving me 22 minutes, that's what upset me. You know, and plus, I got other things to do. You know, time is money, and if you're wasting time, you're wasting money. So um, I uh, I said that, and then I got, we will just come by now and take care of it. So they were 10 minutes away. They came. And he gets out of the car. He takes a look at the tree. Um, he looks at everything going on. You know, points out the obvious that the tree is sick and dying. And I get that. Um, you know, there's no good wood on this thing left. It's it it's it's horrible. You go to the top of the tree. You got some firewood up there. You go to the bottom tree. There's just it's it's all rot. It's not nothing's left. Things are gonna fall off of it soon. It really is. A dangerous hazard at this point. Um, So he tells me that I get it. And then he goes to his truck. He writes out my estimate, comes back and is like, okay, so uh, I could bring a bucket truck in and I can chop all this in one day and then we'll come back and we'll take the rest of it down. It'll be a half day. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then I get the estimate and It's crazy. It's outrageous. And I was just like, oh, okay, thank you. And then he got in his truck with his boat, you know, tied to the back and took off. Really nice truck. Big fucking boat. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful boat. I was like, yeah, I get it. And I looked at the total of that. And I'm not going to say the total of it because it's not really relevant. It was three times the price it was three years ago. So I was like, at at one point, I was like, well, this is outrageous. But at the same time, I think he wrote that quote down because I pissed him off by making him come to my house that morning instead of him being able to get up to the lake a little bit earlier. So I think the quote was written in spite to deter me from hiring him. That's what I think. Um, That could just be me. Being on the defense um, and basically telling myself, uh, there's no way it costs this much today. There's just no way it went up three times what it was. And I just don't believe that, you know? And then he did say that um, he was going to use a bucket truck, which I found to be good information because I called another company and because I told them they were going to have to bring in a crane. They were like, oh, uh, in that case, we can't do it because we um, subcontract our crane. Um, but he, this guy was like, oh, no, I could totally come in here, do all this in one day with a bucket truck. And I was like, ooh. So I'm going to call the other company back, let them know that I talked to this company, and they said they could do it with a bucket truck, so I bet you you could too. And maybe they can come down and take a look as well. Um, and give me, uh, an estimate because those are the people that have been working with my dad for like the last three years, removing all kinds of, uh, pine trees around his property. So I, I kind of wanted to use them because my dad's like really good at finding good people and he's really good at sifting out the bad ones. You know, he might have to use them, but he'll let me know right up front. Don't ever use these guys. You know, they suck. So I trust his judgment and I'm going to call those people back and see if uh maybe the story would change if all they have to use is a, a bucket truck. So um but that's 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 what happened with the tree. Um I finally won the fight, you know, and uh, this feels good to me because Like I said before, if I need to, I will put a structure up out back. I will do something to put shade um, in place of the trees. I know it won't ever be the same. Um, It's definitely going to make the backyard different, but it's going to make the backyard safer. It's going to make our neighbor's uh, property safer. I'm not going to have these worries anymore. And I will tell you, after like two, two and a half hours of my wife helping me clean up the yard, uh, she was kind of, she realized what I have to go through and what time I would get back um, to if we got rid of the trees because she wants to go do things. And unfortunately, being part of a homeowner is taking care of your property and making sure that you're not the shittiest looking house on the block. And that's my main goal, is that my house always looks clean. It always looks ready to go. You know what I mean? Grass is mowed, nothing hanging around on the front. There's nothing hanging out on the sidewalk. Uh, Everything's cleaned up. It's nice and clean looking. I wouldn't say it's pretty. It's still in rough shape. I got a lot of work to do still. But it's nice and neat. And that's what's important to me. And that has to be taken care of before i get to enjoy other things and she wanted to do stuff and i'm like we have to get this done this is, otherwise we're going to have all these little maple trees trying to grow and we can't have that happening we gotta we gotta get rid of these helicopters throw them in the trash and we gotta make sure that you know um we don't get any of these trees popping up in areas where we don't want them so you have to take care of this stuff and because of that Um, she realized how much work it is that I go through. I think she's always realized what I do, but she realizes it now more as our nieces and nephews get older and she wants to go and see them. She wants, they're graduating that, you know, all these things are happening and she wants to be there to see these things. And so do I, but my first priority is our home. Our home is my first priority, and making sure it's all nice and clean and okay, that's what needs to be done first before I can do anything else. So I finally won the fight because she wants me to have more time to go do things and see people. So I got excited because I was like, oh, my God, finally. It took seven years of bitching and complaining about these trees for her to finally say, yeah, um... We can do something else. Let's get rid of them. So that's the path I'm on now. I'm hoping by the end of the month, I've locked down uh, 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 somebody to take the trees. Um, uh, One of my friends mentioned calling lumber yards and checking them out. So I'm going to do some more digging, do some more calling. I at least need five estimates on the table before I make a decision. Um, But... So far, I have one, and I'll have another one this week. Um, I got somebody to come and look at it on Thursday. Uh, So I am just digging into this. It's going to be a lot of my focus um, to make sure I get this all taken care of by the end of the month, get something locked down, and then do what we have to to make them go away. So I'm excited to finally get rid of my worst nightmare ever, Um, I will no longer have to clean up after them and I will no longer have to worry about whether or not a branch is going to break off and like fall in my neighbor's backyard, you know, maybe, I don't know. I worry about the dogs being outside and then one day that thing snaps and they just happen to be running under it as it's coming down and I just see this nightmare um, in front of me. And then of course I don't want anything to fall on the garages even though My garage is falling down anyways, and it's in really bad shape. I don't want the tree to help it anymore. You know, I kind of want to keep it standing. That would be nice. I don't want to replace the roof, and I definitely don't want to replace the roof on my neighbor's garage since they just had it done. So I am excited about that. That's one of the things that was going on on Sunday. Um, And then after that, it was just a, a a regular day, you know. Uh, by 5 o'clock, I was taking a shower, and by 7, we were eating steak, and, man, by, by 8 o'clock, I was, like, falling asleep, so it was just a wonderful, beautiful day, and then today, what a great Monday. Um, back in class, I love it. Uh, they're, they're still having us do the digital sign-up, um, but uh, the uh, Rick School in Plastow, He got rid of it, so everything's starting to feel like we're getting there, like where we used to be, but, you know, people's tempers are up, people's, uh, they all got, everybody's got short fuses, um, you know, uh, this lockdown and everything really tribalized a lot of people, and I believe it's starting to show, um, you know, not just from, Uh, my customers coming in and maybe having a small attitude about putting on the mask still. Um, but from people on the road, I mean, just aggressive, no one's paying attention to see if anybody else is there before they change lanes, you know, stop signs, all these things. Um, people are just on edge. So yeah, I guess we're getting back to where we used to be, but it's still a little weird out there, right? we're in like a transition phase again. Um, but, uh, I will have to say that I like, I am having some brain fog right now. And this is, this is what I wanted to get into, but I was trying to lead up to it and I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I am having brain fog. I am having fatigue still. um, and it's very, very irritating, and I know it's from the vac- vaccine, and uh, I'm just, I wanted to, I'm just going to talk about it because um, everybody's getting this thing, right? We're all jumping on board of this experiment, and I will have to say that I'm very upset that I did. I, there's two reasons, right? Two reasons why. One, Because I really didn't think I was going to do it. And then being in the retail world, I felt like I had almost no choice um, because I didn't want to catch COVID. And then the other reason, um, the other reason I did it, is that what I was talking about? That I did it or didn't do it? No, I did it. So the other reason I did it was to, um, yeah, just, I, I guess it was only one reason. Yeah, so the main reason I got the vaccine was because I felt like my hand was forced working in the retail world, being out in public, and the masks, uh, coming off, right? Um, they're coming off of people that are vaccinated, And that's fine, but I don't want to catch... I didn't want to catch COVID, so I got the vaccination. I felt like my hand was a little forced, and now I am feeling fatigued. I've got brain fog. Uh, I don't know exactly how that all just came out, but I will check into it, and we'll see how it edits. But this is what I'm talking about. I just lost all train of thought a moment ago, okay? Um, Yesterday was... Not as difficult of a day for me, but uh, uh, Saturday was a real tough day. Just doing normal things. Nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing uh, crazy. Just maybe going through a juice order at the shop or uh, like last night. Um, uh, This is just part of my everyday thing. It's the end of the night. And I have uh, some peanut butter. I have um, um, a little bit of chocolate. Um, And then I usually have some non-dairy ice cream, you know, uh, low in sugar. And what I do is, is I eat my peanut butter right out of the jar because I don't make any sandwiches and no one else is using it but me. So I eat right out of the jar. And I use that spoon again to eat my ice cream later right? Makes sense. Why dirty a second spoon? I have been doing this for the last, I don't know, three years, maybe two, the last two and a half years, and never have I used a second spoon. Last night, I go to get my ice cream, and then I sit down, and I'm eating my ice cream, and then I get up to throw the container away or put it back in the, no, I, I get up to put the container back in the freezer. And that's when I realize I have a new spoon in my hand. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm looking and I got a spoon on the table and I got a spoon in my hand and I'm like, what is going on? And I pointed out to uh, Nicole and I'm like, look at this, look at this shit and and I every time I did something like that I pointed it out to her I'm like look what I'm doing or look what I just did you know it's it's that's what I'm talking about so I went to the message center on Dartmouth and I messaged my PCP and my PCP told me that um Uh, like a week ago, if you're still feeling this way, you need to come see us. So I had all these things happen and I hit them up again and they were like, you need to come in. Please give us a date when we can see you. So I have to make an appointment with them and go see them because these are symptoms that people are feeling. It is not just your imagination like I kind of thought it was at first. I was like, no, this is this is this is just me. I'm I I got vaccinated and now I'm freaking myself out. No, you're not and no I'm not. It's not that's that's false. Um all <clears throat> excuse me. All three vaccines can cause this to happen. And it's happening in hundreds of people. It's giving, I don't know if it's hit thousands of people yet, but from what I've been gathering and what I've been listening to, um, there are doctors who are dealing with long haulers of COVID. And now people getting the vaccines who have not had COVID are getting long hauler symptoms. The only thing that it wasn't really explained was... If I got COVID, would it have been worse? Like, am I getting a result from the vaccine that I would have gotten from COVID? But, of course, it's a little bit more, uh, it's smaller, you know? Um, I know that the vaccination spreads all over our body, and they consider it like a wildfire. And it's a little bit too much of a jolt if you've had COVID, But if I haven't had COVID, am I feeling a a, a mild effect of what I would have felt if I had had COVID? So, like, if I had had COVID, I would have had no symptoms in the beginning, right? Probably asymptomatic because that's what the shot was. The shot, there was nothing for, like, three, maybe five days. I didn't really feel anything. I did feel a little tired, but I figured that was just me uh, you know, just normal within the first week. Um, and then it continued and it still continues to today. And then a week later I'm getting brain fog. I'm having trouble doing things. I had trouble with the podcast last week going through that edit. I realized that I was just off a little bit and I was like, what is happening? And so that's a question I didn't get answered was, You know, if I had had COVID, would this be what I would have, you know, gotten? I would have been, you know, asymptomatic. See, here I go again, repeating myself. I want to make sure this is in there because this is craziness. I am literally repeating the last thing I just said. So, so what I, what I learned was, is that you can treat these symptoms now Unfortunately, if you get COVID, the things to treat these symptoms are not readily available. So they're not on hand and not everybody uses them. But ivermectin is one. And fluvloxifene, fluvloxifene, something like that, is the other one. And you can use them together um, from what I have been listening to. Um, but I guess Ibermectin would be the main one for the fatigue and the brain fog, um, which is mostly what I'm having. And so I have to go and see my doctors and we're going to talk about this and I'm going to go over my, what I'm feeling and my symptoms. But I guess this was the longest way to get to this ever. Uh, this is why I'm upset. I got the vaccination. This is why. Because this happened now, I'm almost wondering why. What would I? What if it? hmm, Would I? Would I have been better off just getting COVID, just taking off my mask, saying "fuck it," getting COVID, and being done with that? Because now they're finding out that a lot of people that have had COVID have these antibodies for a long time. You know, a long time. And a lot of people getting the vaccine with COVID are getting super sick. So it's they're asking now, is it even worth them getting vaccinated? And the only answer is, well, they have to get vaccinated in order to travel. So there's all kinds of shit going on. And now I am part of this stupid experiment. And I don't want to be. And... I'm really bummed out about myself. You know what I mean? I'm really bummed out that I wanted to take the mask off so bad that, you know, I did this. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a regret. I don't know what it is. But I am a little bummed out that I'm part of this now and these things are happening to me and the only thing I can do is make an appointment with my PCP talk to them, tell them everything and then go from there. You know, so that's where I'm at on the vaccine. I'm still getting my second shot on Sunday. I'm still going through with it 100%. And then I'm taking my mask off uh, 14 days after Sunday. And then we'll really see what happens. But this is happening to a lot of people. So, if it's happening to you out there, I was told by my doctors I have to go see them. So, go see your doctor. Tell your doctor it's not just going to go away with time. They need to see you. They need to talk to you. Um, and they need to hear your symptoms because it could, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what it could be. But if they're telling me to come and see them and make an appointment as soon as possible, Sounds important to me. So I'm just spreading the word. I I, I want everybody to be healthy. I want everybody to enjoy the summer. No dehydration, no drowning, and uh, hopefully no COVID vaccination issues, right? It's all we can hope for. this This is a rough time in life. It's hard enough maneuvering through life in general, and right now it just seems chaotic, Time seems shorter. Everybody's on edge. So just be nice to the people around you. I know you got somewhere to go, but you don't have to get there so quickly that, like, you know, you, you, you could hurt someone else. Just take it easy. Take a breath. We've all been under a lot of stress. A lot of us are stressing out even more now as things are opening up. Take a breath. Let it out. Everything's going to be okay. I believe things will eventually be okay. But I also have to take my own advice because I freaked out yesterday. Freaked out and the one thing I like about my freakouts now, and I know this isn't anything to like, I'm not I'm not happy with my freakouts, right? I hate my freaking out. I hate it. I want to never freak out again, right? But they're so sparse now there's so little of them that they're not like a thing that happens daily um and right after it happens it's almost instantaneously where i it's not that i'm apologizing it's more that i'm recognizing how i shouldn't have said things or listening to what I just said and realizing how it's coming out or how it is making, well, my wife feel, right? And I am working on this all the time. I'm working on it every day. And some days I just, I lose it. I lose it because of my own sense of control. I feel like my control is not there right now. I told you about the brain fog, so other things do this. But I'm really proud of myself for coming back really quick, um, realizing what what I've said, how I said it, and then realizing that what i said wasn't even correct you know it was it was incorrect on how i said it the information was wrong i didn't you know anything anything i'm realizing it so fast now that it's also helping me to never do it again so i think all these things are very important um to talk about because this is This is life. This is reality. We hurt the people that are closest to us, um, and I don't want to do that anymore, and I don't want to blow up anyways because it's such a waste of energy, and I barely have enough energy to get my yard cleaned up these days. You know what I mean? It's just I don't have the same oomph behind things as I used to, unless I'm on the mats in jujitsu, then it's a different story. But yeah, so that's everything that went on with me during the week. I mean, uh, uh over the weekend. Um, so I hope everybody out there is enjoying their weekend and, you know, by the time you, and then, uh, I just hope everybody enjoyed their weekend and, and the, 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 the first of the week. I hope you enjoyed your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday. Uh, and I hope you're enjoying your Thursday. You know, I just hope everybody is enjoying uh, life right now. Things opening up. People getting back out there. The sun's shining. It's, it's going to be a great summer. I feel like it's going to be a very, very good summer. Um, so I am excited. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, seabrook new hampshire down the street from home depot and next to smoke rings we're open seven days a week from 10 30 to 8 p.m and you can give us a phone call 603-814-4171 and feel free to shop inside of our store we've got it all i mean this vape shop has everything and i can't say that enough you're looking for new devices nord 4 this thing is incredible beautiful dual airflow the ipx 80 amazing dual airflow i love dual airflow it just gives you a bigger better hit disposables get them escobars amazing flavors there's 12 to choose from great price 2500 puffs you can get these and more at new hampshire vape gallery located at 180 lafayette road seabrook new hampshire down the street from home depot and next to smoke rings where we're open seven days a week from 10 30 to 8 p.m feel free to give us a call 603-814-4171 and as always i look forward to seeing you there naturalbossnh.com that's n-a-t-u-r-a-l-b-o-s-s-n-h.com I love this website. They've got all the best organic products that I've ever used. They got salve for the skin. They got hand sanitizer to keep your hands clean. They got beard oil. They've got a foot and body soak that just helps you melt all that stress away. And, of course, they have a lip balm that is great all year round. You can get any one or all five of these products Today at naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Get one or all five of these products today. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. What else can I say about this website besides the fact that I absolutely love it? I love it, love it, love it. Look at these new products. They're amazing. Not only do they have board shorts... But now they got towels. Towels for the beach day. You got to get them. I'm telling you. They got an octopus. They got a drunken lizard. They got a gorilla. And they got a tiki. These things are 20 bucks. That's a steal for these beautiful towels that you will be able to use on the beach during this summer. How exciting is that? It's just as exciting as their friggin' swim shorts. It's just that exciting. I love the new products. I love the constant adding of uh everything it's just amazing and you can only get this stuff here at slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com that's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com you're not sure how to spell that it's right here at the bottom of the screen so slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com right here bottom screen go there get your towels for your beach day and now back to the show all right it's jail stories uh, my jail story yeah let's continue this right so um, okay let's say, I gotta I gotta rewind a little bit there's brain fog and this happened in 2004 so there's a lot of lost memory here um, but I am wor- I've, I've been working on it trying to get it back. But it's really, really difficult. I have tried really hard to kind of forget about most of these things. Um, But I'm I'm also going to try to kind of get it right. I want to try and get it right as much as I can. It's not like any of this stuff is documented. If I look through uh, my arrest, all it does is say, yeah, you locked up. You know what I mean? It doesn't – there's no details to anything, and there's no record of – I never had a journal or anything, so I didn't write any of that stuff down. Um, But, all right. We're going to go back to when I first got let out of lockup, which was after seven days of being in that little quarantine bubble because of the tuberculosis shot. All right. Um, When I first got out, you are allowed to make phone calls, right? So, eighth day, I get to make my very first phone call, and I haven't talked to anybody since all this went down. And I am, you know, trying to figure out what is going on because I got locked up, and I told you those girls had my uh, SUV, and... All my stuff was in there. I am renting an apartment in Londonderry. And now I'm renting a room. Let me say that correctly. I'm renting a room in Londonderry at this crackhead's house. I told that story on an earlier podcast. I finally get to make this phone call. I think I called my parents directly. Okay. Okay call my parents directly and now uh, they are explaining to me what has happened right it's been eight days and I am I am looking to find out what is going on with all of my belongings that are in this apartment I'm also trying to figure out what happened to my car and everything that's important to me in life at that time it was Well, I look back at it now and I'm like, that shit's not even close to important. Uh, But it was important to me at the time, you know, turntables, records, um, my car, my CDs, all material things. Very important to you, a 24 year old. So I called, my parents explained to me that the apartment has been ransacked. Um, All my stuff is gone. They were waiting for the cops to show up so that they could get back into the apartment. They let me know that my friend tried to get into the apartment, tried to get stuff. um, And they were all going to go back to the apartment together. Um, But I guess when they first showed up to the apartment, um, the guy I was renting the room from was literally sitting out passing my stuff out. Now, I believe I told that story in an earlier podcast as well. I can't remember the number. But, um, so I'm finding all of this stuff out, right? And now I'm really upset. So I go back into the cell. And this is when uh, the guy told me that I can't be doing that. You've got to let this go. You've got to... Forget about it. You, you can't control it, so you can't be doing that because that's going to be an issue uh, for you, not for anybody else. It's just going to point out to them who they can pick on next or attack or, you know, take control of because you're showing signs of weakness. So that's when he told me. It was about right after the phone call, um, so on the eighth day. And then, like I said, the ninth day, tenth day, and then they split us up uh, for other reasons, too. You know, there was uh, two cellmates that weren't getting along. So in order to split them up, they needed to get us out of that room. And, and that's how they did a lot of stuff that, like that. You know, if they don't have anybody coming in that needs to be quarantined, they'll just start splitting people up. Plus, I think there was always one or two cells empty. One, if you get out of control... They put you they don't put you back in your cell. They put you back in a holding cell. We had like four cells that were off to the side and those were if you got violent or something cuz that was where they put you to separate you from everybody and then they would take you from there and excuse me. Then they would take you from there and put you in the hole, which is where none of us wanted to be. Um so now, living with this new guy, uh, I'm figuring things out. Uh, first, you know, first couple of days go by, he's helping me out, um, you know, get me back on canteen, stuff like that. I'm getting excited because uh, my my parents should have gave them the money, and I should be able to order my canteen, um, so I'm waiting for that paperwork, everybody gets it, Um I think it was, like, Wednesday. It was either, no, maybe it was Monday or Tuesday. You would fill out your paperwork, and then by, like, Friday or Saturday, we'd have our stuff. Something like that on a rotation to actually be able to purchase stuff. So I just had then take, you know, a whole bunch of money that I had saved up at the time. Or, uh, you know, maybe I think it was, like, a paycheck or something. I don't quite remember. And uh, I had them just dump it all in there, and because whatever you don't spend in there, you do get back. You know, they just they don't cash you out. I think you have to. I I think I had to get a check in the mail or something like that. Um, so I'm I'm getting excited about canteen, filling my stuff out, getting it all ready, and now, um, I got stuff to barter with because I've made a bunch of orders. Plus, I ordered all the stuff that I owed people. Um, that way when I got it in, I'm just here, you're all paid off, you know, treat, er, I treated everybody in there that helped me out. Like, uh, I would treat a bill, you know what I mean? Like I'm one of those people where if I get a bill, like I get paid off as soon as possible. It just lingers and it. Um, and I'm not talking like a credit card. I'm talking like when you borrow money from friends and stuff, you got to give that money back. That's it, No matter what you do in life, when you borrow money, you got to give it back because it will always cause an issue if you don't. Um, and you know, and sometimes you have to take that helping hand. Um, but just if you give it back really quick, it makes the whole thing that much easier. Um, but yeah, so uh, Now I'm starting to get acclimated to sitting with everybody. Um, I found my spot for breakfast. Um, I'm still talking to the gentleman I first was in there with. Um, you know, we're playing card games, going out into the yard. I wasn't one for playing basketball or anything like that. They got pretty violent on the basketball court sometimes. Um, I mostly, you know, sat on the grass smoked cigarettes, and basically just enjoyed the sunshine while we had it in the fresh air. You know, not exactly the best view, but it's not supposed to be. Um, And I would do that, and then I would, you know, work out, and, of course, we had the TV, which, you know, uh, whoever's been there longer usually has, you know, whatever over the remote, and um, I think this is bringing us closer to like day fourteen, fifteen. um now you have to work and i didn't i didn't I didn't know this, but if you are locked up, you are still expected to work. You're not expected to sit around and do nothing depending on your crime and since my crime was just resisting arrest, well. I got to, I had to go to work. I had to do things. I had to get a job. Now, at first, they just give you one. And this one was really cool, I thought, because they brought you outside. Like, we actually left the prison. Now, most of the time, the jobs that you get, you kind of, you leave, but you don't leave the prison, right? You're doing kitchen, you're doing laundry. That that, that all happens. So this job here was like, I don't know, five, six o'clock in the morning. We all get onto a bus. Um, And uh, uh, I should mention, as an inmate, I don't know if it's gone up, probably hasn't, but we were like making a dollar a day. So um, every day of work was a dollar, and I guess that went towards your canteen. I can't remember, um, but uh, that was it. That's what you're... You're worth in there, you know. I mean, the taxpayers, I think, pay three thousand a day for an inmate. It's pretty crazy. I think it's three thousand. It could be more today. Um, so we get on the bus, and you know, we're leaving. Um, and I'm like, where Where are we going? You know? And uh, they're like, we're gonna go. Uh the guys are telling me that you know we're we're just going to wherever they take us and I said, "Oh, okay, great, great." Um they get us to where we're going and park the bus in a parking lot. And now we're in like uh the the orange jumpsuits, right? Um I think they gave us green tops and just orange bottoms, I think. Um, I don't feel like everything was orange when I was out there, but they bring us to a cemetery. So we get to go out in the cemetery and we're given weed whackers and lawnmowers and we have to, you know, edge and mow this cemetery. And we get to go out for lunch and get subs. And, of course, at this time, I'm 24, so I eat whatever the fuck I want. Meatball subs, whatever sub I want. And I get all this stuff, and I get to eat this food, and we're out in the sunshine. And um, at that time, I drank soda, so I was having soda. It was just it was a nice day. Um, got to know some of the other inmates and it was it. It's what they call work release, I guess. No, no, no. Work release means you go to uh, go get an actual job. This was just uh, work that you had to do. You can get work release because if you actually have a job, um, they allow work release. You know, just like uh, some people are what they call weekend warriors, um, where Monday through Friday. You're out in the real world going to your job, doing your thing. And then Saturday, or yeah, something like that, like Friday night into Sunday morning, you're an inmate. So there's, there's all kinds of different people being incarcerated, which is pretty interesting. You know, I, I do not believe I would ever want to serve a sentence uh, where I'm leaving and coming back every week. Uh, that's got to be intense And it's got to be for a short time Because my god man I would just rather get whatever amount of days That is out of the way It seems like it would extend it so much further But neither here nor there So I do all this We're out there We're mowing We're eating subs And then we all get to come back We're back by dinner Right we're, We miss breakfast Miss lunch uh, Back by dinner so we get we get our food, we get everything's done and I'm like, "Oh my god, are we doing that again tomorrow?" And they're like, "No. Now you have to find something." And I'm like, "Okay." So you know, a couple days go by and I wind up like kitchen duty. And I think now it's like day 17. And now I'm on kitchen duty. And there is this guy there. Oh, it, he was a wild one. He, I mean, just a character. Like Charles Manson looking. And, I mean, he was a, he's on our block. But it, it's one thing for someone to be on your block. And, I mean, it was always noisy there. People shouting all night. Um, you know, all kinds of shit going on. People banging stuff, talking through the vents. So there's just noise, noise, noise. And I never really noticed. Um, I mean, you can't not notice the guy, but I never really heard him talk or heard his thoughts. And being at the lunch table while on kitchen duty, because you get to have lunch, um, you you we sit around, and there was like six of us there, and we're all talking, and that guy uh was talking in somewhat of a mumble, and he used to call Paul Mall cigarettes pale males. He always wanted them pale males, and uh yeah, he was in there uh for, I think. I don't know what he was actually in there for, but the stories he was telling us of the things that have happened to him or he did were disturbing. There was stories of, uh, what's the chickens? Fowl? Is that what you call chickens? Fowl? Anyways, there was chickens. There was roosters. There was holes in dirt on a hill that this guy would stick his dick in and it was creepy concerning and sometimes hilarious so my assumption was he was in there for some type of crime right um well it turns out that he was because um he ends up getting moved and that happens around uh day 1920 so i've been working in the kitchen a couple times um but then uh all this goes down because something happened that i wasn't involved in and it involved that guy and it involved another guy and so we're all in um ourselves on the this day like i said i don't remember if it's 19 or 20 i'm not sure it might have been a day before that too everything's really foggy but i was in my we we were oh we were doing a count all right so we went out to yard everything uh at, at yard and then all of a sudden they brought us in they locked us all up and they said they were doing a head count and I notice that there's uh like out my window on the second tier um you can look down and in the far corner was in 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 that far corner was uh the laundry room okay so you notice that um you know you see a CEO come out of the laundry room and then you see that guy that I was talking about Go in the laundry room. And then you see like three other guys go into that room. And then the door gets shut. And the CEO is standing in front of it with his arms crossed. Standing there. I think maybe three, four, maybe five minutes went by. All of a sudden, three guys walk out. And then... Two CEOs go in, and that guy gets kind of carried out. Um, And then, like, two days later, yeah, so it had to have been the 18th day, because it was, I, I, I remember very clearly on the 20th day, they put us into an emergency lockdown, the entire prison, to move this guy. So they, had to, they locked down the entire prison when they move uh, somebody to PC, which is uh, protective custody for being a snitch, child molester, any of those things that we as humans, as just people, I don't know, what what's the word I'm looking for? What, what kind of person am I? Compassionate? I don't know. Not disgusting. Um, I mean, I got so many other words I want to use, but I won't. But yeah, when you have to move somebody to protective custody, they lock down the entire prison, and they wa- they I mean, they like had him out like crossing yards. It was really weird. It was really weird. They didn't take him through the building at all. They took him around the buildings and then brought him to where he was going. So, um, that was very interesting to see. It was something that I thought I, well, one, I never thought I'd see any of this shit. Cause I was a cocky, stupid son of a bitch who thought that, you know, I would never get locked up and two, you know, you see this stuff on movies and shit like that. And then it happens and you see it happening and you're like, Oh shit, this is for real. So all of this all of this stuff going down and now because of this I lose my job at the kitchen. Not because I had anything to do with it, but because they wanted all new people in the kitchen. It's just what they do. They don't they don't just bring back a couple people that they think weren't involved. They just eliminate the whole crew and they redo the whole crew. They, 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 everybody You don't have to stay there. So a couple guys were upset because, you know, the kitchen job is a really good job to have. It really is. You know, you got... I loved eating there. You could bring fucking food back. I mean, it was nice. It was nice. You get a lot of little benefits uh, with uh, being able to uh, do kitchen duty. And... But this brings me to the end of uh, 20 days. All right? So when I come back... Um, We'll be talking about uh, days uh, 20 through 30, and we'll be finishing this up, Um, but yeah, seeing uh, somebody get beaten up in the laundry room, and uh, it was really eye-opening, and it made me realize that all the people that I've always made friends with, even today, um, you know, I just, I just realize how important these people are to me. And I do, I think subconsciously, the people that I feared when I was younger are the people that I always made friends with. And I'm not saying that people that I'm friends with today, that's how they got picked. Most of the people that I'm friends with today. I became acquaintanced to over, uh, uh, through the other friends. But, I mean, even in my younger years, when I got beaten up, I ended up making friends with that kid. So, I always had people that I feel always had my back. Always had my back, and I always felt protected by them but at one point in time i did fear them which is why i made friends with them because i feel like if you fear somebody that's a good friend right there because you 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 know you know that person's going to have your back and i'm not saying like i was super afraid of this person i mean the one friend i did make he beat me up when i was younger and i was afraid of him but it this is how i've always kind of made my friends so i did the same thing in there you know If it was somebody that came up to me and, you know, wanted to talk to me, which was one of the things that happened over the course of 10 days was meeting more people. Uh, I just loaded up with people that didn't take any shit from anybody else. And I would be friends with those people. Luckily, I told everybody I was only there for 30 days and I wasn't fucked with. So I got really lucky. About that because a lot of people doing short time bids. They get kind of thrown into things and they get treated differently and some people will look and be jealous of you and they will try to sabotage you so that you wind up doing more time. Oh, and the alcohol. Let me go back to the alcohol real quick. Ah, I'm so sorry. I was so hooked on that story. And like I said, the brain fog and everything else. So when I started making the alcohol on day uh, 13, when I finally got all my ingredients, I saved everything. When I start making it, by day 20, we have that lockdown. We have the guy beat up. We have the other lockdown where the friggin' Guys getting brought across, right? And now, we're having our rooms tossed. Hmm. So, I see that our rooms are getting tossed. Everybody tells me that, you know, all, uh, all of us. We all talked about it. We knew it was coming. So, everybody warned everybody and was like, whatever you got going on, you got to get rid of it now. I was like, shit. So, of course, I run up to the room I think it's it's evening. Yeah, yeah, it's e- it's like afternoon evening. We're we're getting we've just had dinner and now they're starting to toss rooms before bedtime. This is what they do. They don't give a fuck what time it is. If that CEO comes on his shift and he wants to toss everybody, he just tosses everybody. That's how it goes. So I get up to my room because one, I'm getting everything ready for hanging out uh with everybody, playing some cards, getting the ramen, we used to like to do batches. Batches is where everybody puts in a whole bunch of shit, mostly just ramen. And you keep your packet, but everybody puts the ramen into a big trash bag. And then they fill it with hot water, and you brew the whole thing. And somebody's in charge of that with all the seasoning and stuff. And then they scoop it out of the bag and dump it into your cup. So I'm getting all that stuff ready. And then we get, we get, we get word of this. So I run up to my room, and I grab the, grab the drink, and I down it really fast. And uh, I st- still had some of the sleeping pills that I was taking to help assist me. <laughs> the guy that I was with in the beginning, I forgot about this too. He had sleeping pills, and he was sharing those with me. It was helping us sleep, but once we ran out of the sleeping pills, we didn't have any more. But once I got out and I started making friends with people, all of a sudden I could find pills. And I had some pills that would help assist with sleeping and uh, not really getting fucked up too much. But that also did happen. Um, But yeah, so the alcohol, I have to run up there. I have to drink it. um, I pound it back. I get all my stuff together, and then I get out of my room. I get out of my room. You don't need to be there when they're tossing it unless they call you back in. And I go to where I need to be, and I pretend like I have no idea what's going on. This is where, the like, putting that down was so gross, but my brain was like, ooh, 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 ooh. I like this. I like it. And my mouth... And everything else in my body was like, oh, this is so disgusting. What are we doing? By 20 minutes later, I'm talking, I'm doing my thing, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I start going. Because now the alcohol is kicking in my system and I'm getting kind of fucked up. Um And... I do have to say that a couple people like had to ask if I was okay, what's going on. I explained it to them. They said, okay, keep it cool. And then all of a sudden, you know, CEO is asking for me to come in. I have to go see my – it turns into a thing, and I'm just, like, sitting there sweating as they're digging through my stuff, trying not to really do much, and uh, they didn't find anything. Obviously, because if they had found something, it wouldn't have been just a 30-day bid. Uh, I get out of that situation, but everybody else can tell that I'm pretty drunk. And, you know, they're just basically hiding me from the CEOs for the rest of the night to make sure that, you know, I don't get in any trouble for it. So it wound up being a lot more powerful than I anticipated. But I was also 20 days... Uh, off of alcohol and any drug um, at that point except for sleeping pills and so it kicked my ass but that is why it was disgusting but my brain told me to keep going because it wanted it and I got really fucked up from it and I almost ended up doing more time because you know I decided to you know I drank it and then they decided they tossed the room and call me in it just Luckily, it was just apple juice, less, uh, you know, it wasn't alcohol per se, but it was, it was, it was alcohol, but it was so crazy to me that, um, that you could do all this. I didn't know any of this existed, you know? I mean, people, people will just make anything work, so... (sighs) That's my jail story for this week. I'll finish it up next week. I got a couple more things that go on. Um, getting my third job inside of there. So I'll bring you to that, walk you through it. And um, I just hope, you know, everybody, I hope you enjoy these stories. I really do. I really hope everybody enjoys these stories as much as I enjoy telling them if there's, I hope there's something in there that you heard that stands out to you and keeps you from doing all these silly things that I do. Um, like I said, it is a scorcher outside. I had to turn off the AC in order to record and I can feel it heating up now. I can feel it is getting hot in here. So I'm going to have to take five before I do something else, but Thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it very much. Much. I can't say that enough to all of you out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, remember to subscribe, hit those like buttons, share, rate, re- excuse me, share, rate, review. All of these things help the podcast grow. Uh, check out my sponsors. That helps me coming back week after week. It helps float this podcast. The sponsors help float the podcast. So please check them out. Uh, Let them know that Topher sent you. And uh, that just, you know, it helps keep this. It helps me keep this podcast afloat. So do those things. I appreciate it. Thank you. As always, don't forget to check out the email, T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That's talkingwithtopher at gmail.com. And remember to follow me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Again, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go there, follow. Um, putting stuff out almost every day, every week. So, again instagram twitter snapchat tiktok and facebook go there follow i hope everybody has a wonderful thursday uh enjoy the weather stay hydrated be safe while you're swimming and have a great rest of your weekend and as always i'll talk to you later